Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to check in with Marshall Henderson, formerly of Ole Miss and currently applying to play in TBT with team TMD. Marshall talks to us from Dallas where he's been training in the offseason. I think you really enjoy everything he has to say. Very interesting guy. A lot of interesting perspectives on a lot of different things. Remember that you can subscribe to TPT's podcast on iTunes. And if you like what you're hearing, leave us a rating and a review. It'll help spread the word. Thanks. Hey, Marshall. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Out here in Dallas, it's a cloudy day out. There's not a lot of cloudy days in Dallas. It seems like the sun is almost yeah. always beating down there. Yeah, I mean it's been. I mean it's April showers, so I mean it's we've had some pretty bad weather last week. So hopefully it looks like it should clear up. I'm trying to get back out on my boat. <laughs> yeah, we've been following you on Snapchat, and when you took over the tournament Snapchat, I was watching what you were up to. Man, you're out in that boat all the time. Oh yeah, it. Me and my teammate Brian James, and it, it, one of my best friends now. Um, he was a college basketball player and all that. And, uh, but he's going to be like a business partner. Um, of- hello. Hey, we got cut off there. Yeah. You were so, starting to uh, talk about, uh, Brian James. So you were just saying, yeah, me and Brian James are. Yeah. Up there. Yeah. We, we want to be, we want to be business partners, uh, throughout life. Um, with stuff, he, he, his dad is really successful at knowing how to open up like a restaurants and stuff like that and not, you know, a lot of people will invest their money in things and it's not going to work out, but it's good that we have him as like an example, uh, like to set the bar high for us too. And, uh, so like, yeah, with the boat, we're out there all the time <laughs> during the week. I mean, no one, our lake is pretty private. No one's out there during the week. So that's when we go during the week, the weekends, we get the people, we call them shoobies. The people that bring their boat on what's the lake sh- that don't. What's a shoebie? The shoebies are the people that bring their boat and just do- drop it off in the lake, and use it for the day, and then take it off. We hate those people. <laughs> we, we, we're all about the, you got to have a slip to be able to use the lake. So. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Kind of, so what are you guys doing when you go out there? Are you fishing? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good, uh, different kind of fish or whatever. We like to catch them with net. <laughs> and like we'll feed them and they'll come up but yeah we just go out soak up the sun listen to some music uh it's kind of like our 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 bro getaway we uh there's me and about like five of my friends that's our that's our getaway just go out there and there's no worries it's nice weather and it's a lake i would not want to go that's great so do i take it that you're doing that in between whatever you're up to with basketball right now i kind of want yeah, to talk yeah, about that too I, so I, I, yeah, I work out. I work out one to four every day. So I'm. I just. I'm in the middle of a 12 week jumping program. Uh, Air alert that I've done it three times before, and I've got my vert. My vert went up six inches one time, four inches another time, and six inches another time. So I know that I'm doing it pretty hard right now. Yeah. So I'm trying to get it to where after being with the Kings. I was able to see certain things I needed to work on. And one of those is being able to drive the lane and go off of one foot and to be able to elevate off of one foot instead of two feet. I'm a lot higher jumper of off two feet than one. And so, uh, that's, I'm trying to work on my explosiveness with that. And, um, but yeah, just, I'm work out with myself though, by myself. That's like, I don't really trust 
anybody. How come? Why don't you? <laughs> I, I know. I know. Well, I mean, my dad is there, and but I, I like when my dad works me out, but he's not as hard on me uh, because I mean, he was hard on me my whole life. His his job with that is done. <laughs> so plus, I think I just I get better when I'm by myself. I just I just like it a lot better. I'm in my own zone. I can get what I need to get done. So you're out there working on obviously basketball skills, but also the physical aspect of it. And then yeah, you learned de- that de- you mentioned the Kings, definitely but work, definitely working, working on my body. Uh, uh, you know, I lift, I lift four days a week. Um, that's just one thing uh, my agent Andre Buck told me that need to work on. And I, I've always known that, but I, it's, it's funny this time being here at home, the time that I've been here has been the first time that I've, not been playing basketball during basketball season. So normally when I'm at home, I just play open gym everywhere around Dallas once, twice a day. And, uh, so normally just balling instead of really working on my body and stuff like that. But this time I haven't, there hasn't been anywhere to play. And so I've just been able to kind of train myself, which has been very good for me so far. So at the beginning of this season, at the beginning of the 2015-16 season, you had a, a training camp invite with the Sacramento Kings, and you just mentioned that a second ago. What was that experience like for you? That was your first, I think, NBA exposure too, right, outside yeah. of Summer League? Yeah. It, oh, it was awesome. Uh, to be able to kind of see the lifestyle, and we we, we played on the road a lot, and uh, just to see the luxury of being able to stay at such high-class hotels and going to an airport and you just bus right there to the, like right to the plane and get on. And it's just, everything's just easy. <laughs> and I was like, man, I need one of these two year deals <laughs> instead of this training camp contract, man. But it was cool though. I mean, also to be able to talk to some, you know, I got, I talked to uh Karan Butler a lot um, and just to be able to like learn from a guy who has been around the block a time or two and see how he's been able to be successful for so long, you know, with, you know, whatever going on. And so I was trying to like soak in as much as I could from older people. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. Well, what do you feel like you, you picked up? I mean, was it stuff that they do differently than what you've done or things the way that they think that are different from what you think? Uh, I, I, I was able to learn from, um, Seth Curry on, uh, we would do like point guard drills. And one thing that I would do is on my change of direction, I I would kind of like stop and then go. And Seth Curry is really good at a continuous motion as he's moving. So I was able to like kind of follow him and see how, how he moves with the ball, uh, like at the point guard position that really helped me a lot to kind of, I've always been like a make the move and then go instead of just keep it all in one. And, uh, definitely got to be, it's just a physical, physical game with these big beasts out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm like walking around. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at cousins and Willie Cully Stein. I'm just like, gosh, dang it. Like <laughs> these dudes are huge. So, so, so when you got released by the Kings, they assigned you to the, uh, Reno D league team. Mm-hmm. And what happened? What happened there? Well, I, I mean, I don't even really know. Just played and guess they didn't need me. And so I moved on. I was, I was cool with it though, because obviously everyone knows that the D league 
doesn't pay that much money. And I was a max player, but uh, I was like, it was cool. But, uh, you know, I, I thought I was going to get a job after Reno pretty quickly. And then nothing really happened. And there was no, there wasn't really any jobs to have. There were, there were some like lower jobs, but Andre didn't want to disrespect my, my level uh, with that. And we didn't really even know that there wouldn't be anywhere to hoop. And so now this China thing that I'm going to next Saturday, it's kind of like a tour where we play the like 15 games in 21 days or something in China, get a little exposure to go play over there because I'm definitely trying to go to Asia. Yeah, tell me more about that. So you mentioned this before we started recording, but you're going to China next Saturday for how long? Uh, tw- 21 days, I think. And who are the it's players like, you're going with? Yeah, the I, I don't even know who the other players are. <laughs> they, uh, I know I know we're going with a team of 10. I talked to the coach and that's all I needed to know. I like got a team, got a place to go, let's go. So uh and plus I've been waiting to go play basketball for I mean I play I've been playing in some leagues around here in Dallas, but I mean it's it's not the same. Yeah. I'm trying to get play in front of people again. Well, you do seem to thrive off off of having a crowd. You know, I mean, from the days with the SEC and you know, just the, the Auburn game in particular obviously stands out. But you oh, know, yeah. you have you have this ability to sort of um, garner a lot of emotion, not just within yourself, but from the people that are watching you. Why why do you think that is? Uh man, I, it's just like an energy source. It's crazy how to to see how like giving off energy and vibes, how it can just like change everything. <laughs> it's it's really crazy to see and uh yeah i don't know i just i just love the game of basketball and i've my dad been being a high school coach since i was born i've just always been in the gym so i have like just this crazy unmatched love for the game and like uh you know i i love my teammates and i'm always trying to win i hate losing and so you know i got it for me uh being a little scrawny Dude, you know, I have to go out there and give, literally give it all I got to be able to be in a position to like maybe make the NBA. <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's one thing that I'm just like, dang, man, because like it's, it's, it's crazy to work this hard for this long and still not be just quite like at the dream, basically. And so, but it's also, it's a good motivation too. And, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I'm also, I like, I want to get to a place when I, I was playing in Qatar and Iraq, there wasn't any fans at the game. So it was kind of like, like a scrimmage pretty much when we were playing. So it was kind of hard to get like riled up. Um, I know we played the Arab championships in Morocco that I got MVP of uh, in the championship game. I had like 30 points and we played the host team in Morocco and that place, it was like a crazy rioting soccer game <laughs> yeah in basketball though it was awesome and like uh when my i left qatar my coaches they're they come from greece they're like yeah you need to go to a place where you are playing in front of people because that's what you do and we could tell i literally could tell a difference in your play from playing in front of people as to not playing in front of people were you like that as a little kid like when you would play in front of oh, other, yeah. other teams parents and stuff and was it was, uh, has that always been I, like that yeah, I mean, it kind of has been because my with my dad being my coach and the guys I've grown up with, there was 
I was obviously the best and I always beat the brains out of like all my friends <laughs> all the time, just unless they were on my team. And, you know, sometimes with a lot of high school coaches go through parents and kids, whatever. And so, you know, sometimes there would be even from like our own team, uh, you know, little hostility towards us because for whatever reason. And um, but then, I mean, really in junior high is when started playing school basketball and even then the opposing crowds they would just want nothing more than to just yell at me for some reason <laughs> were you t i mean you were kind of famous for paying attention to what the visiting crowd like when you were uh, on the road what the visiting crowd was saying to you getting involved with oh, the hecklers yeah. and stuff well, were, were you aware of that and doing hard, that kind not, of stuff in junior high too. yeah yeah i mean it, it yeah i've always my my junior college coach, he was the funniest. He hated it. He was like, "You know who's buying a hot dog at the concession stand?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I notice all this stuff, but I do." You've but, always, you know, yeah, with, with that though, that a lot of people never gave me credit for this. It like enough people don't realize before games in college that the student section would come an hour and a half before the game, and just like basic warmups, they would just be going crazy at me, yelling all kinds of stuff. And no one ever really talked about that. I'm like, okay. And people would get mad for whatever I would do during the game. I'm like, hold on. Can we not talk about the hour and a half where I just got verbally abused, mm. like nonstop? Like, of course I'm going to say something back. I'm not going to sit there and take it. You, you've always been a guy that I don't know if you've courted controversy or if controversy has just kind of followed you, but you almost yeah. seem to thrive off of that. Why do you think that is just psychologically within I, yourself? I don't know. It's just, it's something that gives me a little kick. I, there, I, my dad has always seen it. I have, there's kind of like, I have two types of mad. One mad is a frustrated mad. That's not going to equal good things, but then there's, Stuff that makes me mad that just makes me want to just dominate and at whatever it is. And sometimes I don't know, I sometimes I need little pick me ups to like whatever, just give me a jolt. Cause sometimes, like here in, in, like in the off season, it just kind of gets a little lag, a little sluggish, you know, just being at, at home and whatnot. And it's always good to get me a little jolt back up. When you get that jolt, that sort of pump you up mad do you feel physically different than you do other times uh i mean yeah i feel like i can run faster and jump higher <laughs> for sure uh plus i have the best endurance ever people like cannot keep up with me i'm i'm native i run that's what i do <laughs> and so just i love wearing people out that that's that's when i know that jolt type of thing that mentality um but that also comes with how I was raised. I, I mean, if I slacked off, my dad was going to beat my ass anyway. <laughs> what was that? I wanted to kind of get into that too with your dad being a coach. Because, you know, I think the perception, Marshall, sometimes was that coaches' sons are almost like a Bobby Hurley, you know, where they're, they're like the model um, player, where they're never getting into yeah. any trouble. They're never really um, doing anything too controversial. They're, they're sort of staying within the lines all the time. You're a coach's son that is almost the opposite of that. You know what I mean? We're like, well, what's even more crazy about it is that my family background, like my parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles is 
extremely Southern Baptist, real, very conservative, very like not, they were not happy with things I was doing. That's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, it is just, it was weird. Like, cause you know, I, I see some of my teammates and that, you know, finding out their background and they're like the nicest people ever. And I'm like, well, how did this happen? <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, my dad definitely fueled me to, uh, have this little killer instinct. I was just a little crazy. Do you think that, <laughs> I guess. do you think that some of the troubles that you had, you know, while at Ole Miss and even before were related to maybe like a desire to rebel against that? Um, I, I, at first, you could use that argument, but you know, at, at some point I have to own, own up to my own stuff and just be a man and like, yeah, okay. I can't blame whatever, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to, um, I've, I've been big in like recovery stuff and, and counseling type of stuff that it's really like comforting and being able to like talk things out and help people. And one thing that I, you know, I learned, you just got to, you got to own up and take responsibility for what you've done. But then there's also a lot of people like are wanting you to give an excuse like, Oh, you couldn't have just done this because you wanted to do it. And, and I'm like, yes. Uh, yeah, that was my decision. I made that decision. So when did and, you start, when did you start thinking like that? And I'm, I'm really interested in this because it sounds like what you're saying is no, it wasn't really rebelling. It just was stuff you wanted to do or things you wanted yeah, to say. And you know, that's, that's been one of the hardest things. And it's one of the, the, what, one thing I found about myself last year when, when I was in the middle East, um, you know, I was really able to find my, my inner self. And, you know, I, when I was talking to people, apologizing for stuff, but I was like, at the same time, I can't, it's weird. I, I'm sorry for things that happened, but I know that whatever decision I made, I knew I have always known any consequence that could happen of any decision that I've ever made. And so at that time, whatever decision I made, I made it, I knowingly made that choice. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of like, that took me forever to finally just like figure that out that, you know, I wasn't for any other reason. And that's just what I wanted to do, whatever it was. And, um, yeah. Are these things that you're like working through on a daily basis? Thoughts like oh, these yeah. and, and kind oh, of processing? I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I just love, I, I've been, I'm a, I'm a big mind guy, people guy. And, uh, like, I think I'm hoping that I can continue on this, this right path that I'm going on and be able to like, be able to be an example and, and kind of like a counselor type of people. I love talking to people. I like getting deep with people and um trying to figure things out sometimes i overthink a, a lot and overanalyze but it's definitely something that you know i i like to keep my focus on basketball family and and keep it like that and you know i've come i've released a blog about my reading the bible and being out of the country and my travels and i kind of like putting that stuff out there cuz now if I put it out in public, then I, I have to hold myself to a higher standard, you know, or make myself look like an idiot. And I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. So yeah, there've been a couple of times when people would say that you did make yourself look like an idiot. Do you think about those times? Oh, yeah. You you think about like, so like the, the controversy with the tweet about Michael Sam and oh, then yeah. the, um, 
No, but the funny thing is, though, is that was like, that was for my homie. Yeah, That's so the best part about what's it. the so what, I'm t- was like that I'm legit? That was that was really that really happened. Oh, we wanted to sell the paper, and then we were like, actually, who cares? Like, we don't have to prove anything to anybody. Yeah. Uh, and so. That's just, uh, that's like one of the things I, I love mind games. I, I've, I've stopped with them now, but like I've been huge on like messing with people because pe- everything is so like now, like you can't do anything. Everyone just starts judging this, that, and the other. And so I like to play the little mind games and uh, yeah, I mean, but that was legit though. I, I actually, I have the paper on my, on my lab top it's it's pretty good yo what was the pre- what was so what was the premise of it it was because uh, the twitter thing was well, kind of confusing basically talking about how athletes um how how being gay in a- athletics has changed so recently it was talking about there was a baseball player i forget the guy's name it was like glenn burke or something like that yeah, in the 70s yeah yeah well and like tommy lasorda literally was gonna pay him like fifty thousand dollars to marry a woman and he or he was like in the locker room telling, telling all the reporters that he was gay. And they were like, we're not going to report this. Like no one can, no one can know this and, and stuff like that to now how things are now. And it, 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 that was kind of like a compared little kind of, I don't know how chronologically things have changed. Yeah. And he was talking about, there was some, some dude, some political congressman or something was like first dude, come out or whatever and uh but it, it basically it was just it was a good paper are these conversations i know you mentioned a couple of minutes ago your your family is southern baptist and pretty conservative are these conversations that you have with them stuff, oh, yeah, like stuff definitely. like this like what do your parents and, and your dad it's, say about it's this crazy it I, well i mean they're it's hard sometimes they're my family is a little they're not as open as i am yeah to whatever type of things. And it's, it, it, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, looking at everything that's going on right now and you got the Christian people that are like, no, this is wrong. That's not right. But like the freaking Bible says, don't, don't judge anyone. And you shouldn't be concerned with anybody else except for doing what you're supposed to take care of. And so it's pretty funny, you know, with that, my, my dad being a teacher, he they've had like tons of uh, like seminars, stuff like that. People coming in trying to prep them for whatever it is. And because uh, my my school is a minority majority high school, uh-huh. it's like like fifty one percent minorities, forty nine percent white, and um, so like there's just a lot of that kind of stuff. But I mean, I don't really talk get all deep with it like that. With my family. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned that, and I, I have read I'm, some stuff. I'm more so talk with like random people about it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I don't know. I guess, I don't know. It's just weird when I start telling people now about like how I read the Bible and how it's changed me and talking about stuff like the Michael Sam thing. They're like, well, wait a minute. Didn't you say this? I'm like, well, yeah, I did say that, but I was trying to prove a point. Yeah. <laughs> and also, that was me at a very, very immature age that still was just like living, living the high life and with no care in the world. And, uh, well, how did you, like, how, let me ask you, I mean, was there somebody in your time in Cutter 
that sort of guided you towards this like yeah, sort of path towards self discovery? My teammate Dominique James, he uh, played at Marquette. He, uh, him, and his wife Angela, they it was it was crazy how it worked out. We uh, basically got to Qatar at the same time, and he hadn't he didn't even play the previous year. He had just a bunch of life issues went wrong. Winds up winds up marrying uh, his wife Angela, and they get like on it with with God and the Bible. And I had I had got on it be- before I had got out there. I started reading in the Bible and praying a lot because I was I honestly didn't know what was going to happen with basketball, and I'd never gone through the process of being a pro yet, so I didn't know how things worked, and I, I was freaking out <laughs> about like not getting a job. For like I'm like oh I should be making like four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and uh, you know quick and but I don't I knew that I needed to fix something and and uh, that was the main thing that I knew I needed to get back on my spiritual grind and then it was crazy how it worked out to where we get there at the same time and then their daughter Jency was born uh, in Qatar that was awesome to see that happen but we were able I mean we just had nonstop discussion. Um, about, you know, the Bible and we were able, it was cool because we were able to talk with our Muslim teammates that are in Qatar that were like very high up and able to like bounce off like certain beliefs or whatever with no judgment passed. And that was so, it was such a learning experience to, you know, to hear a point of view that a lot of Americans don't get to hear. And, uh, but so- yeah, Dom- Dominique definitely is like, older brother that I never had. Is he someone you're sure. still in touch with now? Oh yeah. I, I t- just talked to him recently. He's coming, he's coming back to this. He's in Qatar now. He's coming back in the end of this month, I think. So I'm trying to get him on my team for TBT. <laughs> well, th- there is a, there is a, I want to talk about TBT in just a second. There is on, a Marquette. He was, team, he was on the team last year, but he broke his nose right before. And like when I had broke my thumb too. So, um, I was like, yo, come like, I was like, come on with it. <laughs> and he lives in uh, East East Tennessee, so like we're playing in Charlotte. So, like it's right down the road. That's true. There is a Marquette <laughs> yeah. team, so you never know if they're going to pull him back in. But um, you've, oh, you've really I played. Think he would go play with me over. You over think Marquette. so? Um, I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you got. You've had a lot of interesting places that you've played. You mentioned that you played in in Qatar, and then you also played in Iraq. What was the experience yeah. like in Baghdad? Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> I get. I you know I, people. For some reason, people thought I played there like an entire season. I only went there for 28 days. I just went there and played like four games. In the the rep- I see. I <laughs> thought you did play the entire season. It was just a 28-day period. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny. Like when it came out that I was that I was out there, people were like, oh, whatever. You've been there. But I'll tell you something about Iraq. They pay Americans really, really well. <laughs> to, and I didn't even think about it like, to bring an American into a place like Baghdad, you non-military, you definitely have to take care of them. And, uh, but it was cool. I mean, so ISIS pretty much had only the Northern Iraq next to Syria, Syrian border was, they hadn't come down to Baghdad yet. And I was talking to my teammates about it and they're like, it sucks so bad because all we do want to do is go to America and go to an NBA game and go shop at the malls. I'm like, that's great because like they just can't they can't get it. They some of my teammates have been trying to get into America and they just they can't. And it sucks. I feel bad for them. You stay in touch with those guys from Iraq too? 
Yeah, oh, Facebook. Facebook is the best, the best app ever. I'm able to keep in contact with all my all guys from everywhere. I've been all all around the place. You you kind of strike me, Marshall, as a guy that has a really a really wide circle of friends. That probably oh, you should, is that true? Oh, the, oh yeah, I oh definitely. <laughs> it's it's funny though, and I've been to so many different places. You know, I mean, I went to people were like, oh, he went to four different schools. I'm like, heck, yeah, I went to four different schools. You know how many people I met at those different places? <laughs> I got connections everywhere. And uh, but yeah, I do. It, it, it's funny, like on my like I'm saying the Facebook, I, I'm big into that. And I, I just see people posting stuff from all over the place about what's going on wherever. And I'm, just, and I'm like, dang, it's it's funny to see things. Let's talk about your your T, your TBT team. It's called TMD. What does TMD stand for? Teamwork makes the dream work. Where did that come from? That's just me and my guy uh, Brian James on the team. That's uh, our little squad here in Dallas that we play with. That's that's just how we win all the time because that's how you win. <laughs> and, and you've got some of your got old mess teammates. You've got Aaron Jones. You have Chris Warren on the team too. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, pretty sure Terrence Henry. Uh, is he's he's in the middle of the playoffs right now, uh, in Switzerland, so he hasn't, but he's going to. <laughs> um, and I'm try. I want to get Stephen Moody so bad. What's the holdup? <laughs> I don't. I just the well the summer league for one is like the same time as the first uh round. Yeah, and NBA summer league. And I so I'm like I don't even know if I would even go to Charlotte, <laughs> but I uh, I um yeah that's I, I've reached out to him though for sure because I love that guy Moody. <laughs> I would love to play with him in the same backcourt. That would be awesome. How come you get Chris Warren down here at three hundred and fifty thousand? Well, he put the, me and him put the team together. Yeah, we uh we had talked about it, and he uh. You know, we we would talk about what players could, we wanted on the team. We talked back and forth uh, on who we want, for sure. And I know that he is a baller, and I <laughs> wanted him on the team bad because he. I'm I'm pretty sure he had other options, and I wanted to be like, look, you come out, you. I need you on my team. I'm going to be the lowest paid player. <laughs> I know that much. Because that's how you win. You have a leader that sits back, figures everything out, not trying to do too much with it, get the team right. That's how you win. Teamwork makes the dream work. So are these? Are these, these are all guys. Obviously, the old miss, old miss guys you played with, but yeah, and so, Brian um, did. But Malcolm Miller and Stanton Kid, those are the guys that you played with too. They were they were my uh, two two of my teammates from my junior college team that went undefeated, mm. won the, won the national championship. Right. Stanton Stanton went on to Colorado State. Malcolm. Malcolm got SWAC Player of the Year at Southern, and when they almost beat Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament, remember uh, that? Uh, yeah, like three years ago, and um, or whatever it was. But yeah, they're they can go. Those are, I mean, I've never lost with them, and I don't plan on ever losing with them. <laughs> so you've and, got a few, uh, you've got a few more pieces to add, and you've got some voting oh, you yeah, got to get. I'm trying done to get too. my my uh, our big man from South Plains who went to SMU, Yannick Marrera. I know SMU has a team, and, and Yannick, 
<laughs> me and Yannick have had an iffy relationship after junior college because I was pretty mad at him for going to SMU and not coming to Ole Miss. And uh, he, I'm pretty sure, would have had a much better situation at Ole Miss than at SMU. And um, so I didn't actually didn't talk to the guy for a little while. But we're cool. We we met up this summer. And, or when was this? Oh, no, it was like Christmas time. Our, our junior college was playing a tournament in Dallas. And so we went to the game together. You there? Hey, uh, hey man, you there? Hey, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. My brother like called me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering what happened. My so, brother, he's it's uh, it's like it's my girlfriend's nephew's one year old birthday party, and I told my brother I was gonna. My brother's twelve. I told him I was gonna come. My parents are in Oxford this weekend. Actually, my sister's about to graduate from Ole Miss, and uh, so I, I get to play daddy this weekend, and uh, I'm I'm with my girlfriend right now at her house, but. We, uh, I told him I was going to come get him like 20 minutes ago. And he just called me. He's like, where are you at? All right. I, I, I only got a couple more things I want to ask you is, um, yeah. you were mentioned, you got, before we got cut off, you were mentioned about, um, your friend's decision to go to SMU rather than Ole Miss. But what I'm curious about is, do you stay in touch with and st- keep up on everything that's going on at Ole Miss? Oh yeah. Cause Definitely. your sister's there, right? That's my school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Cause sometimes people yeah. move on and they don't really stay in touch and, and keep up yeah. on it. No, nah, man, I'm, I mean, Ole Miss did, um, they really did. Coach Kennedy, Coach Armstrong, Ross Bjork, the athletic director, they really did do a lot for me, stuck their neck out for me more than I still haven't even realized how much they did for me. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm all about some Ole Miss. And uh, it was, we had a crazy day uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What would be your public relations advice for Laramie Tunsil? Man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it because I don't know. I mean, there's just so much that we don't know. And like I was saying with how everything is on social media nowadays, it's like everything is just so quick to judge. And, you know, you're guilty, uh, you know, until proven innocent now (laughs) instead of the other way around. And so, I mean, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's not my business, so I'm not going to stick my nose in it. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you for that. But it is, it, it is crazy to read what people say, though. Like, Do you read are, everything that people write about you oh, or like replies on oh, Twitter yeah, and stuff? Oh, yeah, I definitely – oh, I love it. Because <laughs> some of it is actually funny. <laughs> like, it, it, I don't know. It's it's all fun and games for me. It's it, – you know, like uh, I got back in the country last year. I got to go to the SEC tournament. And I've gone, I've traveled a bunch of places in like the SEC and been with rival schools, like at their football games or whatever, out and about. They're like, dang, you're kind of a cool person. I'm like, yeah, I'm playing a basketball game, man. <laughs> Trying to win a freaking game. Sorry. It's so you, all fun and games though. So you, you've had a chance now to, at a couple of years out of school to go actually sit in the visitor section with your, with the opposing team and stuff and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I went, let's see, when I was at Ole Miss, I went, I went to Vanderbilt football game. Th- these are road games. I went down to Baton Rouge for LSU game. I went to Alabama. That was fun. These people heckled me the whole football game. I was in the Alabama section. <laughs> it was so much fun. Like, I mean, at the end of the game, people came down and were like, dude, you're a good sport. I was like, well, Yeah. That's We're great. We're having fun, aren't we? That's great. So let me ask you this. I've noticed a couple of times on on um, Snapchat 
that you're really into your cats. Are you like a crazy cat person? Oh, oh my God. Chloe, he just asked me about the Snapchats and the cats. We are crazy kitty people. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Like, what, have you always Man, been a cat I person? No, I meet, I meet this girl and then she has these cats. And now I'm like, I was allergic to cats and now I'm not. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you literally got over an allergy to cats? Yes. It's amazing. That and a little Claritin. <laughs> but, uh, amazing. Hey, Marshall, yeah. last question. What did you do last night? What did I do last night? Yeah. What did I do last night? Hey, what did we do? Oh yeah, we oh we went to the Colleyville cookout. Um, so my friend Brian James, I was telling you about his dad, uh, puts on this thing in the city of Colleyville. It's called the Colleyville cookout. It's like a twenty five dollar wristband, and I mean unlimited meat, like all up and down, just <laughs> vendors and vendors of food and beverage, and it's awesome. And uh, so I I went up there with uh, BJ to help set up uh, set it up and stuff like that, and. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's really fun that the city that the city allows them to put that on, you know, kind of walking around in a little public place with like open containers and stuff like that. It's 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 not like at a venue. It's just like in a parking lot. And so that's yeah. great. Well, listen, I've yep. kept you I've kept you longer than I hoped. And I know your brother is waiting for you to come pick him up. But I, I really do appreciate you joining us. It was a pleasure talking to you. And um, yeah, no you're very man. candid and honest, man. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah, that, that's how I am. I've always been that. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks.